wearing a Saquon Barkley jersey there. I mean, that guy, what a game, what a game. He had a good game, should have run more, but guess what? He's one of the best running backs in the league. And he's the reason why we won today. Even with a questionable injury, they weren't ready for our passing offense. They were focused on the running game too much. How far can this Giants team go? We can go far as long as we keep the ball in the air and to the players. Unbelievable. I mean, it's the Packers, you know. We are right now 4-1. Can't believe it. We drive all the way from Germany and we drive right now back home. Better feeling that you can't get no better feeling with the W to drive home. So you drove all the way from Germany yeah, for this? With the car. We drive right now back. You're wearing a Saquon Barkley jersey. Just talk to me about that guy. Man, he is him, you know. Thank you. My God, one of the great giant games, 3-0 in London. I'm coming to everyone from now on. London is good for us. Only the Giants and the Vikings have won at every London venue. This was a miracle game. It was amazing. The um, Packers are a great team, but it just fell our way. It was extraordinary. How did you feel about the, uh, the support here? Because it certainly felt like it was Lambeau in London. It certainly was Lambeau in London. The Giants tried to go, let's go Giants, and they drowned us out with Go Pack Go. But in the end, whoo! <laughs> and, I mean, Saquon Barkley, I mean, what a, what a talent, huh? And he came out of that locker room, you know, that just juiced everybody up because everybody thought he was out, everybody was down, but that guy is superhuman. He's amazing. You're locked on the Eagles now. Yeah, you know, you're 4-1, they're 4-0 the time of recording this. Uh, come no, on, how far can you go? always kill us, but, you know, maybe we can build on this and go. We got a new coach, and we're all excited about that. So, And we can ride Saquon, and it's good that Daniel Jones is back. So we're, uh, we'll see where we go. Nobody expects to be 4-1 at this point. Yeah. And if they get those wide receivers playing, I mean, the sky's the limit, right? Correct. We, you know, Daniel Jones hasn't had anybody to throw to. You bring back Kadarius, you bring back a couple other people. You know, the good things can happen. That was a good game, really good game. Rodgers, you couldn't make a pass. <laughs> what can I say? He looked so cool and composed on Friday when he landed. He looked happy and he's like really looking forward to this game. What, what do you think went wrong? Who knows? <laughs> it is receivers. That's what went wrong. <laughs> Jones runs some more. Have you traveled for the game? We did. We, we came from uh, Linden Station by Wisconsin Dells in Wisconsin. So, yeah, we came here, but it was a good game. Good crowd. Everybody around, whether they were Giant fans or Packers, we had a good time. I mean, it certainly felt like Lambo in London, though, yeah? I mean, there was, there was certainly a, a home support. It, it really did. A lot of Packer fans, a lot of, you know, let's go back. Because on third down with Jaguars games over here, as you know, the Jags have adopted London as their home from home. They don't get that noise on third down. <laughs> right. Well, we like to get rowdy and get loud and support our team. So, yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. We'll definitely come back. You still have about 500, so, you know, there's all to play for. So, it, it's, right. you know, hope isn't right. lost, right? Right. Right. Yeah. It, it, the season's young. We're, we're, we're going to make it to the Super Bowl. You watch. Wow, make it to the Super Bowl, huh? He was confident. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Stay optimistic, right?
Green Bay fans there, jubilant before the game. As you heard, though, at the end of the game, there were some fans who I caught up with after the final whistle, and they were, they, they were just appreciative to be here. They came from Wisconsin. They've enjoyed the London experience, and it was a good game. It wasn't as exciting a finish as last week, although Aaron Rodgers did try for that Hail Mary. It was tipped at the end of the game, but still treated to a special encounter here at Tottenham. And I think the two real standout performances, Aaron Rodgers, he looked cool and calm, especially in that first half, and then Saquon Barkley. But hats off to Daniel Jones. He exited the game last week with an ankle injury. He was doubtful coming into this game and had a clean game. And if it wasn't for him and if it wasn't for Saquon, they wouldn't have won this game. They are now 4-1. and one. The New York crowd travel well, although this was Lambeau in London. Just have a listen to this Packer crowd inside the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Never have I heard a crowd so raucous on third down. Just check this out. Packers fans, that's in the first quarter when it was on third down. It was like that. The, the Packers fans filled this venue up. Over 61,000, for the first time over 61,000 at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And a huge majority, I'd probably say maybe 60% being Green Bay Packers fans. Never have I heard that in London on third down. Even the Jags who have established London as their home from home. In a few weeks time at Wembley Stadium, I don't think we will hear the crowd as loud as that on third down. So something very special. Also special is this New York franchise. The Giants are a historical franchise. They're one of the biggest markets in all the NFL. And they brought their fans as well. And I caught up with this guy who made the trip, especially for this game. New York, I mean, you guys travel well. Yeah, we always came on packs. So it's New York spear for us. So uh, you've traveled specifically for this game? Uh, yes, sir, I have. Uh, it's my first game in London, and I'm excited to be here. Uh, just tell us about the fandom for Giants, the franchise, because, you know, it's a storied NFL franchise. You guys seem to, to bring it. We've had a look. We've seen the images of the pubs this week, and they've been filled with Giants fans. What is it about? Is it just is it because of the city, the size of the city, New York? It's like it's just New York. I got to say, like all these bad years, you know, the Giants have been bad, and usually the fans go away. But if you look every year, the Giants, all their fans travel well. Their their stadiums always never empty. It's just that that spirit. Like we don't go away. And when they're good, we're there. When they're we're bad, we're there. When we're bad, we're there. When we're good, and we'll always be there for them. How good can they be with Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, he's, uh, you know, Daniel Jones, I think he has potential to be good. And if he feeds it to Saquon and he just plays it safe, I think we can go as far as we can. I mean, he's certainly the gadget guy, isn't he, Saquon? Yeah, uh, Saquon, man, all those haters doubt him for those, for those years that he was injured, but I never stopped believing in that man. He is him. Another Giants fan, as time was running out, one of the members of the Irish NFL show. Uh, he was sat a few rows behind me. I moved up alongside him just to experience through his eyes the finish to this game. And what a tense finish it was. This was just before the safety that the Giants gave away. They, it was inevitable that they were going to run the clock out, just burn a lot of time in the end zone and just run it out. That cost them the safety and gave the 
two points to the Packers and set up that Hail Mary. But uh, you want to know what it was like for Giants fans towards the end of that game? Well, here we go. Shell shocked by the performance. Um, I felt that the defense would play better today. And then getting in the first half, got together in the second half. Rodgers was getting too much time in the first half. He hasn't been sacked apart from once, but the second half you could see that they're getting around the pocket towards him. But you got to. Daniel Jones keeps getting criticised on this team and when he's the long term answer. But this season, I don't know whether it's. I don't know whether it's he's finally grasped the situation or it's good, good coaching. Like, we saw what Brian Devil did with Josh Allen after his first year when people thought weren't convinced by him. And essentially, right now, he's doing the exact same thing for Daniel Jones. He hasn't turned the ball over in the last two games. It's significant. And once he was supposed to be struggling today with an ankle injury, he's had a really good game. And then Saquon to come in after looking like he was gone out of the game to come in and have that magnificent run for 40 yards and then go in with the touchdown. This team are playing for this coach and this and this coaching staff in general. And Wink Martindale's done a fabulous job on defense with a unit that isn't significant in terms of names, but, coll but collaboratively as a group, they are playing to get the togetherness in this team is unbelievable. I mean, just being able to experience Saquon Barkley today, I tweeted out, you know, Saquon Barkley is special, and you know, naturally people have like that tweet because he is. I mean, we've seen a, a, a real special performance from Saquon here. In our, in our season preview show, I said that he would break his rookie record, rookie season of 1,500 yards, 91 receptions, 13 touchdowns. I just felt, having seen his press conference, it was a new demeanor to the man. He's, he's not as reserved as he used to be. He's trying to prove a point to the league and make sure he's obviously getting that contract next year, which is key. So we've got 10 seconds here. We, there we were chatting. We, uh, we allowed that play to happen. I think it was only natural that they burn the clock out there and get the safety. But we're 10 seconds to go and you've got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and we've seen Aaron Rodgers in the past. The Hail Mary in Detroit. He did a Hail Mary against the Giants in the playoff. Work hard game a number of years ago. He's had one in Arizona. If anyone is capable of pulling out a Hail Mary, it's Aaron Rodgers. So I'm still nervous with 11 seconds to go. If this punt might bleed maybe four to five seconds off potentially, he's going to have one play. How far do you think this Giants team can go this year? I mean, they, they've, they've impressed, I have to admit, coming into this game, I didn't expect much from them. It, every week it feels like it's a free and easy week because no one expects the Giants to win, maybe with the exception of last week's game against the Bears. No one gave us a chance today. We were eight-point underdogs going into the game today. But what we're doing at the moment, we're playing with teams and we're, we're playing at their level. And once we continue to do that, you've always got a chance in this league. Jubilant Giants fans, not so happy Packers fans. Let's hear from both camps now and let's get into the post-game news conference from the winning team here from the New York Giants. A good hard-fought win. Again, it came down to the end. Our guys competed for 60 minutes, made a few more plays in Green Bay. Uh, they're a good football team. You know, we've got things to work on. Obviously, some nicks and bumps and bruises. A long trip back. Um, so, you know, get at it. Go next week. I just appreciate all the support, the crowd support here. You know, it was obviously... Uh, a lot of Packers fans, it felt like an away game, um, which I know was their home game. Uh, but at the end of the game, it felt like a home game. So when it feels like that, you put a lot into it each week. Um, players, staff, coaches. So you get that win and 
you know, immediately after, you're pretty excited and go to the locker room, drink of water, and come out and do a press conference. I mean, these guys, we, we, we practice hard, um, practice really hard, but we try to practice smart. Um, they play good situational football. You know, it's, it's, it's really not, the f whatever, five games, it's just this game. You know, we were three of four, I think, in the red zone to their two and three over on third down, six of 10 or something like that, six of 11, which was much improved. I thought we were very, very efficient. I thought the quarterback had an excellent game, um, and he's had a few of those. Maybe his stats don't reflect it, but he's, he's led the team down to wins. He's played good in crunch time, um, you know, coming back from a little bit of an ankle. So, and really, every, I give credit to all the guys and all the coaches. You know, we were creative, especially down in the red zone, and, uh, you know, found a way to make a couple plays. But, uh, you know, that's stuff that we've been practicing, we've been uh, preparing for. And, um, yeah, I thought he called, called all that stuff at a great time. We've always had confidence uh, in our group. I think we've, we've believed in ourselves. But, um, you know, how the outside or how other people view us, you know, I don't think we're concerned with that. But, um, yeah, we played a good game today. And, uh, we'll continue to build confidence, continue to study what we got to do to get better and continue to improve as a team. I don't think it's a statement to the rest of the league. Um, you know, to be completely honest, this is the NFL. Every time you go against somebody, you know, this is this isn't college. It isn't like you're playing at Penn State and you're going against a, your week one team who's someone you should beat by 40. It's the NFL. So it's hard to win this league. Um, for us, we, we can't really even focus on that. If anybody wants to take it serious or not, the main thing we got to keep – focus on is just interior inside our building continue to love the process continue to get better and continue to lead on each other and find ways to get wins four and one uh you know is where you want to be uh but like i said you can't can't get too caught up in it you just got to keep working um and there's a reason why we're four and one and that's because of the process and that's because you know we got guys coming to work and believe in the system and um you know setting the culture setting the standard and following it and uh that's what it means. We've got to continue to do that. And if we continue to do that, continue to believe in each other, uh, when we look back at this thing, we'll, we'll be, be pretty excited. The New York Giants winning 27-22. They are 3-0 and in London. They're 4-1 and for the season. The Green Bay Packers still above 500 at 3-2. and They were red-hot favorites. They were eight-point favorites to win this game. On Friday when they landed, Aaron Rodgers looked cool, calm, composed. Focus expected a big game from expected a big game from Romeo Dubs as well, who only had three receptions for not even 30 yards. I don't think. Let's hear from Aaron Rodgers and his reaction to that shocking result for the Green Bay Packers. I understand there's a reality in this game, but there's a win and a loss every single game. But there's also a reality in in life that you. Uh, what you put in your energy towards, that's where your focus is going to go. So uh, I'm not going to address prospects of losing up here uh, other than we just lost this game. Offensively, we haven't put two halves together. There's a lot that factors into that. Um, you know, everything from calls to execution uh, to the momentum to defensive stops to adjustments that we make that are good or shouldn't make. Um, but it's a lot of execution. There's games like this where our defense is not going to be up to their normal standards, and we got to pick them up. We had chances, a lot of chances. So definitely the offense, uh, this one will weigh heavy on us on this flight back. Yeah, I feel better at 4-1 and one for sure. Um, 
we get to handle adversity a little bit better. We're a little bit of a roller coaster team at times. Uh, our best teams have been a little bit more steady. So we got to find that rhythm and that, that steadiness. Uh, we got to get back and get healthy and get rested. We got a home game uh, that we'll probably be favored in against the Jets. And we got to go back and, and refocus. The, the biggest issue, and it's again, you know, I wish I had this, uh, you know, the perfect answer or explanation of this, but we haven't played consistent football in all three phases. And the margin of error for us in winning uh, is small. So we have to make those plays, uh, especially when you're playing against a good football team. And the Giants are a good football team. They're 4 and 1. Um, we have to make the throws that, that I got to make the throws that are necessary. We got to come up with the catches. We got to run the ball. We got to force some turnovers on teams or on defense. When you get the opportunities, we got to make those plays because we're just uh, we're not sharp enough yet to have uh, a wider margin. Uh, there. Well, first of all, we're sorry. You know, we, we we wanted to come here and put on a show and win a football game. The crowd was outstanding. I mean, this was just a fantastic experience. I think for all of us, there's guys in that locker room who've never been across the pond, and uh, just the uh, the hospitality from the fans when we were out. You know, me and Alan on Friday was outstanding. The crowd response today, taking the field, was incredible. Uh, seeing the different flags from different countries was amazing. Our, the fans were loud the entire time. It was outstanding. And uh, so, so much love for Packer World. Uh, you know, I think we can say that now. It's been Packer Nation uh, for the first 100 and couple years. And hopefully the team will get a chance to come back and, and play here again because it was a special week for all of us, one that we'll never forget. Obviously, it would have been a little sweeter with a win, but uh, big, uh, uh, big loads of gratitude uh, on behalf of our team for the fans and the people of uh, London and the folks at the Grove who were outstanding. The food was just incredible, and the hospitality was first rate. Uh, so big thanks to uh, our European fans. and. Hopefully we'll be back. Packers make their long-awaited trip, swapping Lambo for London. How are you feeling about that? I'm oh, feeling good. It's going to be a great game. Pack's going to win. Lambo is such an iconic venue, and we know the ownership of the, uh, the of Green Bay. They're owned by the fans, so it's uh, it's a big deal that they're giving up a home game. Just uh, explain to us how unique it is and why it's such a big deal that you know your extra home game this year has come thousands of miles away. Well, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience for Packer fans, so had to come over. It's uh, you know giving up the home game, but still can beat the Giants here or anywhere, so it should be an easy game. And how about you? Welcome to London. Swap Lambo for London. How does that make you feel as a Green Bay fan? It makes me feel great. The reason I wanted to come over here is for the historical nature of the game over here, so wonderful. Yeah, it certainly has a sense of it being a, a unique experience that a storied franchise like the Green Bay Packers finally come over here, the final team to make up the London games. That's correct. You know, the last one over here and uh, making history. Uh, we're excited to see all the Packer fans here and maybe the Giants fans a little bit, but great. History's being made at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium because the 32nd and final team to come over for an NFL London game. It's the Green Bay Packers, one of the most historical franchises in the whole of the NFL. And I've got somebody here who has made the trip, especially you come all the way from California just for this event. 
Mm -hmm. Yes, I have, yeah. Why, what makes it so special seeing the Packers in London instead of Lambeau? Oh, I mean, like, first of all, you know, the, the Green Bay Packers have a worldwide fan base, so it's good to see uh, a lot of fans come from all over to come here. Um, I personally have never gone to London, so this was like a great opportunity for to, to come check it out. I came here on a Thursday. I've been loving the sights, and I've been like loving talking to all these people who have an American accent like me, but aren't even from America. Like I've met people from Sweden, Germany, all these people with American accents, and like they're not from America. And I'm like, why are you here? The Green Bay Packers, you know. So it's cool to see. Everywhere we look, uh, Packers jerseys. Okay, there are Giants fans here, and that, that, that's expected because it's such they're a big city market. <laughs> yeah, that's true as well. But you know. But what is it about, you know, this small town team mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. that travels, transcends the globe? What makes the Packers so special? You're, you're fully kitted out so much so your shoes are also Packers shoes or Packers Jordans. I mean, what, what is it that makes this team so special? Uh, well, for me, it's probably going to be the history. I, so, first of all, I'm Californian. That's nowhere near Green Bay, Wisconsin. And uh, I fell in love with the Packers by doing a book report in the fifth grade. And, you know, they won the first two Super Bowls. They were the first dynasty of the sport. So, you know, that, that, that all definitely means a lot. And, like, you know, Packers fans travel well. And, uh, you know, um, it's, we're the 32nd team here. And one of the main reasons they uh, were trying to avoid this trip is because, like you said, Green Bay is so small. The football team is their only source of income or their main source of income. So having to travel here and lose a home game means a lot. But at the same time, they know that there's a lot of fans here. And I mean, look at this. We're, we're all here to support the Packers. We're all here to support football. And, you know, we love it. And just getting your thoughts as an NFL fan on the London thing. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's expanding to Germany in a few weeks' time. But, mm -hmm. you know, you, just your thoughts. This is 15 years of NFL games in London. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you've made the trip. Mm -hmm. Is it a good thing? Oh, it's definitely a good thing. Uh, I know it would take a... If this were to happen like three years ago before the pandemic, it would be a whole lot more crowded. I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, like the, the timing makes sense. It all works out. People are ready to be out and about. And, you know, it's, it's a great experience. And I can't wait to actually get inside the stadium. This is the Transatlantic Sports Show coming from the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. You can still hear the Giants fans in the background, the jubilant Giants fans. There's another former player walking into the team's tunnel. You can hear them cheering there for one of their former greats they travel well this Giants crowd although this was Lambeau at London huge huge Packers supports the Packers being the 32nd and final team to actually come over and play an NFL London game we've still got one more to go this season in a few weeks time the Denver Broncos will come for their second trip they lost on their first experience at Wembley back in 2010, going down to the San Francisco 49ers. Those were two shocking teams back then. They'll be facing the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll have Russell Wilson. Let's see how the Broncos are set up when they come over for that one. And of course, Trevor Lawrence, who is 1-0 in London. But exciting news dropped on Saturday night from the commissioner who was at this game, Roger Goodell, talking to Neil Reynolds. And Neil asked him about a London franchise. We have a couple of venues. We've got this fantastic venue at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which I'm looking now. If I look up to my right, there's the cockerel. The sun is setting and it's got a wonderful glow on the golden cockerel. And then look down at the NFL crest is there on the center of the field. And it looks like somebody is stood down there. It might be Mark Sanchez stood in the middle of the field on the crest. He was part of the commentary team for this game between the Packers and the New York Giants. But Roger Goodell said, well, not just 
an NFL franchise, possibly, but an NFL Europe division. We've got the game in Germany in a few weeks' time, in Munich. Germany is going to have two cities hosting NFL games over the next few years. Next year, it'll be Frankfurt before going back to Munich. He said, well, why not have an NFL Europe division? Two teams in Germany, two teams in London. Bombshell. I asked fans for their thoughts on that announcement. Well, it's not really an announcement. I asked fans for their thoughts on that stunner from Goodell. NFL Europe division, could it work? To be honest with you, I think we can support it, judging by what we've got here. Uh, the fans turn up every year. I'm sure they're gonna turn up in Germany as well. Um, expanding the league is always gonna be a fun, fun thing to do, having 36 teams rather than 32. So yeah, bring it on. I think part of the London experience is the fact that so many teams are supported. So many, like all the teams, like you look around, all the supporters are there from every single team. So I don't think it really matters who the teams are supporting, but I do think that like, if they were playing the box, I would probably support the box. But I think if they were playing anybody else, I'd support them. So I think it'd be like a small minority over a big majority. So I think it would actually work fine, no problem at all. Uh, I think it would be great for the sport of American football. It just really, you know, builds a fan base, go global with it, because a lot of people already watch it on TV, and I think it would just be good for, you know, people in other countries to be able to see it in their own, own country, like live, instead of just on TV, because it's just not the same, you know? I don't think so. It's not the same. It's not the same spirit. For the spots, I think it, it will be good, but, uh, yeah, it, it's not the same. <laughs> I mean, I can always see more teams, and they already added another game to the season. I'm sure more teams make it more competitive. You know, a lot of leagues add teams, and if they're coming from Europe, that's just another fan base, because I know out here they love their, their football and they go crazy for it. So I can imagine bringing American football out here, they're going to go for crazy for that too. I think it'll be great. I don't know how the air travel will work for both teams on each side of the pond, but uh, I think it's awesome. Why not? Maybe get faster jets? Who knows? But uh, it's... I think it would be a great for both sides of the pond. I think it would be great. I mean, it's always good to expand, get more fans involved, you know, more experiences for, you know, us in the States to come over here. So I'd be all for it. That would be pretty interesting. Like, uh, I would love to see, like, if it, if it were to happen, how they'd actually acclimate because, you know, that, that's gonna be the main thing a lot of the pros say when they come here. It's like, first of all, they'll love London, but they don't like the idea of traveling here for two days and going back home because once they get acclimated to the sleep, all of a sudden, like their bodies aren't right, and that's why you see a lot of the games being a little low scoring here. So if they have a, if they have a division here and, and in Germany, um, you would wonder if they'd actually be at advantage or disadvantage because they'd have to travel to America against the other 32 teams and vice versa, right? So it would be, definitely be interesting. Book me in for a season ticket if if it starts. Uh, no, it's it's gonna be amazing. I, I think it's it's the right move. Um, there's just so many fans in Europe and Germany. I, I think we're all waiting for for this to happen. Do you think it could work? Absolutely. I think, uh, especially in uh, in England or the UK and Germany, I think uh, there's enough demand and enough uh, people would be interested in. I would be very excited. So I'm from France, where it's not that popular, but uh, I see it still popping up. And US sports in general are growing. Uh, should it be uh, NFL or hockey or uh, roller derby or whatever? So I think people will be in for it. I certainly want to watch out for They've got their due diligence to sort out because you know, you're going to have West Coast teams coming over to Europe. What happens 
during the playoffs? Would it be home advantage? Would it be unfair home advantage for one of those European teams to host a playoff game? What time would those playoff games be played? If one of these teams have to go out onto the West Coast, again, what advantage would that give to the West Coast team? So plenty of permutations to work out before we even see any plans for an NFL Europe division, the expansion of the NFL. But of course, you know, we love it. We are treated to games like this and the finish that we had last week between the Vikings and the Saints. We've still got one more to come, which is the Broncos and the Jags. And of course, the Transatlantic Sports Show. Make sure you follow us at T-A-S-S underscore UK. And I'm at A-R Wotton, W-O-O-T-T-O-N. And you'll see my video of me in the tunnel. I got a great shot of Aaron Rodgers as he went out the tunnel and disappeared into the smoke, into the London crowd here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Thank you so much for downloading. Hit subscribe. Hit that five stars as well, because if you give us five stars, it'll alert more people towards the transatlantic sports show and it'll send them our way. We'll be back in the week with Andrew Jordan previewing the week six, can you believe it? Week six fantasy football. So we'll give you all your tips and those plays to uh, help you set your winning roster. And then next week, got a very special guest, Andrew Gamble, one of the members of the NFL Righteous Network with NFL UK. And he's recently had a book published, which is called The Special Relationship. And it looks at the history of the NFL in London and in the UK. And we're going to discuss that in depth. And history was made here at Tottenham this weekend as they became the 32nd and final NFL team to play a game in London. The future's bright for the NFL across the globe. In a few weeks' time, we'll be in Munich, where we've got the Tom Brady, perhaps farewell tour, who knows, hosting the Seattle Seahawks. So four games abroad for the NFL. Well, actually five, because they got the Mexico game the week before Thanksgiving, where the Cardinals and the 49ers are going to play in Mexico City. It's all about the growth. And I think when you've got teams like the Green Bay Packers coming over and Aaron Rodgers playing and Saquon Barkley putting on a show like he did and you know teams going back, these both these teams are going back over there. They're not having a bye next week. They're straight into action. And this weekend, we have the Saints and the Vikings just going straight into it. It's just going to help with the growth and the finish to these games that we've had as well is very, very special. Special as you guys are fans, we appreciate you. The numbers are going up, so thank you very much for being a part of the Transatlantic Sports Show and showing us your support. So you want to show us your support? Hit that five-star review and also tell your friends about us, please. So we're going to wrap up for the NFL in Tottenham for another year. we got Wembley to come. Back under the arch on the grass turf as well. Looking forward to that one. So until next time.